This is What The Flux. I'm Brett. And I'm Justin. And it's Tuesday, the 12th of April. Flux family, some really exciting news from Justin and I here at Flux. Have you noticed cost of living, interest rates, petrol prices becoming big talking points in your life? Well, we're excited because we've launched a brand new product. It's called Flux at Work, and it helps employees reduce financial stress and build financial confidence. Think of Flux OG, but make it premium. (laughs) We're talking the Flux app with premium videos, articles, competitions and workshops. But we don't do it the boring bank-like way. We're talking the Flux way. And by the way, awesome companies like Kogan.com and Grad Connection have jumped on board already. So if you'd like to learn more, head to flux.finance work, complete the quick form and I will be in touch. And the link will also be in the show notes. Justin, three truly inspirational stories today. (laughs) Let's do it. For our first. Westpac claims it's blocking around 1,000 scams per week after releasing its latest anti-scam technology. Last week, Telstra. This week, Westpac. Scammers are gone, bro. <laughs> what is the story? So Westpac is one of Australia's biggest banks mm-hmm. with nearly 13 million customers. So they're bound to get some scammers coming for them. That's right, Justin. Last year, Westpac trialed a scam blocking system and they reckon it blocked more than 11,000 scams. And saved customers $1.2 million. And this year, you ask my friend, mm-hmm. well, it's blocked more than $6 million in scam transactions. Basically, the bank's got a watch list and any transactions with companies on that watch list will be automatically blocked. You think it's great for customers, mm-hmm. but there's got to be something in it for old Westby as well. <laughs> so what's the key learning here? Addressing customer pain points can often serve a double whammy. Good for customers and good for the business too. Get this, Juzzy boy. Australians lose around $2 billion every year to scams. Your DHL delivery stuck at customs and needs you to pay $150? <laughs> Your credit card has been used to fund a dating site in Bosnia. <laughs> but Brett, while most of the time banks reimburse their customers if they've lost money to scammers, it's not always the case. ASIC is looking at implementing new obligations that could make reimbursing customers for their losses the law. Which is bad news for banks unless they can (laughs) stop it themselves. And it looks like Westpac is already one step ahead. Mm -hmm. For our second story, Foxtel's IPO has been postponed once again, this time due to concerns around a rocky share market, interest rates and international war zone. Hold it right there, Foxtel. Your major turnaround is not complete yet. (laughs) Justin, what's happening? Okay, so Foxtel's been teasing an IPO for the last month slash years, ever since it got its mojo back. (laughs) Yep, they've given birth to a couple of money-making minions. (laughs) That'd be Binge and KO Sports, which both have more than 1 million subscribers to their name. Now, overall, the Foxtel group has about 3.9 million paying customers. So it's got some good news under its belt, which means News Corp, its majority owner, thought it was time to put some pedal to the IPO medal. (laughs) While no official date has been set for the IPO, it was assumed there'd be a date this month and a listing by the end of the financial year. But sometimes, B-Man, you got to put things on hold and pick them back up later, just like J-Lo and Ben Affleck <laughs> will tell you. And now, reports say the IPO won't go ahead until the second half of 2022 due to these tough market conditions. So what's the key learning here? Market conditions can seriously impact the performance of an IPO, mm-hmm. which means the timing of the IPO is critical. Research from Deloitte shows that one third of companies say that timing the market is their biggest concern when considering an IPO. They reckon it's more important than having the right team and the right business infrastructure. And why is that, Brett? There are millions of dollars in funding at stake when an IPO happens. And investors want to make sure they get bang for their buck on IPO day. But, Justin, a volatile or uncertain market Mm -hmm. can put it all at risk. For our third and final story, Levi's has seen sales climb 22% thanks to its post-COVID strategy of going direct to consumer. Everybody needs those Levi's 501s in their life, Mm -hmm. Justin, do they not? Tell me what's happening here. Levi's Strauss & Co., aka Levi's, is 
the famous denim brand that your dad wore back in the 80s. And uh, you might be wearing them right now, if I'm not mistaken. Now, Brett, Levi sells its <laughs> jeans to retailers like General Pants or Maya. And it also has its own Levi's stores and e-commerce business. But when we all swapped our skinny jeans <laughs> for trackies in COVID, things didn't look good for poor old Levi's. I would never wear skinny jeans anymore, Justin. <laughs> and that's because physical stores <laughs> had to shut down. So Levi's decided to double down on its direct-to-consumer strategy via its own online and in-store channels. And lo and behold, the tables turned back in Levi's favour in a big, juicy way. Revenue went up 22%. Its direct-to-consumer sales also went up 35% from the prior year. So what is the key learning here? When it comes to retail, it pays to have a direct-to-consumer business model. A direct-to-consumer business model is where a brand sells directly to its consumers from its own channel. So rather than through, say, DJs or Maya or General Pants mm-hmm. or any other retailer. And why is the direct-to-consumer model so good? Well, when a company goes to a retail partner, it normally sells its products in bulk at a really discounted price. In other words, a wholesale price with lower margins. But when it sells its products directly to consumers, mm-hmm. it can charge a whole lot more and no middleman or no middlewoman <laughs> takes that cut. AKA profit margins unlocked. So with Levi's direct-to-consumer strategy going from strength to strength, we can see why revenues and margins are well and truly up. Mm-hmm. Justin, for years, organizations have been helping their employees improve their physical well-being mm-hmm. and their mental well-being. But since COVID, they've been focusing on financial well-being. And that's something very dear to our heart. So we've launched Flux at Work. It helps employees reduce financial stress and feel more confident with their money. So if you'd like to learn more, head to flux.finance slash work, complete the quick form, and I will well and truly be in touch. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you tomorrow. Tomorrow.